0: recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery. This is The Poetry Project. My name is Christine Howe um, and I want to welcome all of you to the opening night of the Friday night series at The Poetry Project. It's really an honor to be curating this series. Thank you to Stacy for inviting me and Nicole and the rest of the Poetry Project staff for all of their amazing support. I really couldn't ask for a more wonderful team of poets to be working with. Tonight I'm especially pleased to be introducing the work of Gina Abelkop and Jasmine Dream Wagner, both first time readers at the project. Jasmine will read first, we'll take a short break, and then Gina will read. I believe Jasmine Dream Wagner can see inside my soul Her poems read like seances that summon ghosts from past lives. When I listen to Wagner's song, All the King's Horses, one of these ghosts enters into my body and I am possessed. And what is possession but a temporary loss of one's conception of oneself? What is possession but examination of yourself as other? In her poem Favor is an Arbitrary Seed, she writes, From the red-lipped rose flush with alliteration to the maximalism and lack of and lack of what is found there, ambiguous loss is unfinished business. In Wagner's poems, loss is necessary, loss is deliverance. Quote, you shouldn't wear your longing for all to witness. Save something for yourself. Listen to the crickets. Learn to untie a tie as you pause on the middle stair between the living room and oblivion. And oblivion. Loss is important. It's the only thing that's certain. End quote. In her writing, it's what comes after loss that sets the reader free in worlds where, quote, a girl is our greatest living entertainer and her girlfriends are the genius gatekeepers born to demigods who once were girls. And, quote, men with flashlights cut like swordfish through midnight in a frost-flecked minefield where milk thistle rockets unclasp, where momentum accrues like debt along a country line. Wagner is an American poet, singer-songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. She is the author of Rings, Kelsey Street Press, 2014, Rewilding, Asada Press, 2013, Listening for Earthquakes, published by Cake Train Journal, 2012, and Press, 2012, and the e-chat book, True Crime, put out by Knapp. Her writing has appeared in several publications, including the anthologies, The Arcadia Project, North American Postmodern Pastoral, and Lost and Found, Stories from New York. As a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist, Wagner has performed at the CMJ Music Marathon and the Olympia Experimental Music Festival. She has opened shows for bands such as Zola, Zola Jesus, Dirty Projectors, Magnolia Electric Company, and Mount Erie. Tonight, Wagner will perform her poems along with musicians Sandra Sun Odian and Charlie Raw. Please join me in welcoming Jasmine.
1: After the Air Force. After the construction paper tulips. After the icicles slip. After the election, after the left hand feigns cursive, a garage door closes. A sparrow attacks an almond. A static of gnats spackles a window. As a stucco ceiling a yellow balloon, an ageless agave spiking. As a minute molds an onion underneath a refrigerator bulb, an amber bracelet brandishes a scorpion thorax, an article discarded, yesterday's burnt match. As yesterday itself is an artifact, an amaryllis laid against an arsonist's white fence post. As an arsonist warns his long-lost brother about a cobra in a basket in a dream he had of hunting. As dust motes echo. As echoes echo as feathered leaves pardon a flock, as graffiti and gnarled roots grip a gate, as houses huddle around their cul-de-sac. As it becomes obvious that life is lived in spite of consequence, tomorrow, an aleatory composition, alike in its growth, will auger decay, as a television whittles its folk silent, as a saw by an antler chucked in a bush, or a thumbnail sketch of an assassin, town pool at midnight. Autofocus, black silos bloom inside our bodies. Minor miracles, how many men roll roulette? How many women cast broadcasts spiraling from the city like light from switchblades? As if a network could form itself from sky if it had enough desire to imprint itself into being. Who will write the manual how to save a man from drowning? If love is an uncommissioned artwork, if light is careful embroidery, if the pencil shavings of stars are the tracks of animals cast from the pages of storybooks from yesterday's birthday, who will sing the songs of objects? The sand belongs to no one. The box store employment applications, the billboards, gold, in turquoise like all that is human in a motel at twilight the cigarette burns the clay colored carpet a man's suit jacket hung in the closet on the boardwalk of desire how many ring the soul at the desk there's no part of the body that hasn't been pierced and blessed are the ego mules for they are shod with their own lead and blessed are the muckrakers, where they will fork the Milky Way from its gravel to delight in the gravel. And blessed are the red beep of backing van, salty crinkle of amnesiac radio, crow squawk, clear whisper of back, for they contain at once the variegated grasses of now. And blessed their non-harmonic intoning. For blessed are the radical, the anarchist, prostitute, insurgent, motorcycle, unhinged, trapdoor, a fight, not to forget one's silk-net longings. For blessed are the tattooed starlings and nautical insignia, for beneath them only water. And blessed are the executives, for they rise, cyclic with the sun. And they will not know the surety of a wingbone pressed against an eggshell, and they will set. Blessed are the politicians, for they are not unlike an eggshell, and blessed are the bankers, for they are starving. Blessed the egg of the swamp the gar-spun-sugar-cotton-mouth maw, for they are not unlike the fog that cloaks them, that indistinct seep of habitat with no beginning, no end. And blessed are the firecrackers, cherry-bombs, snapdragons, for they are the waterworks, sweaty palms, calendulas, sudden visions. And blessed are the stars, for their asterisms give Earth its philosophers. And blessed is the sun, for it gives Earth its feather headdress. Blessed is the sun, for how is it not a feather headdress, a milky way, a red beeping, a silk bound door, tattoo leading down into the firecracker wingbone? bone? Bless the manic sun, for how is it not a stoplight, an executive, and the moon? For how is it not a purple thistle exploding in the rain? And how is it not the sun's campaign for better living through electricity? The skin reveals its blank page for tender needlework and whittle purple thistle whistling from a gravestone. The skin unhooks its canvas and tugs for beneath the starlings and the shooting stars there's no blood, only grain. Ambulances are foaming, bless them. Muskets, cattails, hunting caps, bless them. The obese, the obtuse, the large and awkwardly shaped, they wade in shadow water, bless them. And bless the tiny, shrewd, anorexic, grim, for they have persisted in a wooded thicket. And bless the TiVo and the 5 AM long distance, for they have taught us to moonlight as secretaries of shorthand endurance. And bless the clover-picking baby with a cleft palate. May she emerge from the bassinet ambidextrous with swans for hands. Bless the hail on the tin roof, screep of the march robin. Bless the dial tone. For is not the return of a familiar tone, a memory of a tone in all of us? The farther we live on into ourselves, the farther we look back onto ourselves, the harder we have to listen. is an arbitrary seed. Names of flowers. True or false? Feral hack grass, bitchweed, black-eyed Susans. Fecal vine, chafe, blossom, rape, seed, and phlox. Some flowers make us feel like our fingers have been scraped by a paperclip. And some flowers, they make us feel. And the fact is, we fall for the names of flowers the way we fall for the names of chains of super speedways Daytona, Pocono, Talladega. And the fact is, we snip at the base of a potted plant and pluck a flower from its ring. And the fact is, though our intentions are good, we warm a plate in the microwave and forget the fork as flashes of aluminum filaments flare along the fire-resistant lining. This isn't about flight emulation or parasympathetic physical reaction. This isn't about fist fights or factory farms. It isn't fasting for social change or feasting in celebration of it. The fact is, fear is the foundation of what we find here where we fast forward to the tire blowout, where we, from our frosting to our fat-free filling, from the fins of sharks preserved in formaldehyde to the fragments of feeling that race from feed to feed, from a distance, we're evergreens as repeatable as memes. Remember, for centuries, war was a rumor. There was fortune, but there wasn't fame. In fact, there wasn't much to fear until the dust clouds fomented. Few could see the trees for the fringe, the forest for its foreign language. Its true form eventually followed function. But how could we forget the unformulated ripening of the pear, the thrill of play, the fractal pip of our fingertip? From the red-lipped rose flush with alliteration to the maximalism, in fact, of what is found there, ambiguous loss is unfinished business. And as a fad that fell from fashion rebounds for a final round, we cut and rearrange our blooms to forge the feeling we once found in familiarity, the forsythia forked. The twins down the street, pickled into men. That false bottom box of finality. Now, if only our austerity fetish could afford to lend us a frame from the film we're sure it will surface after we've finished. Remember to pass to the quarterback. It's the only way we'll win. Remember, time is precious. The space we occupy from the road to the rotary, from the fight ring to the ten-yard line, and precious. Remember, when you stroke your paisley tie, how the design reminds you of parsley and how you know the hostess only resents you because you can afford to eat. So remember her name, remember her name. Remember the bamboo raft and the rope that binds it. Remember the monarch butterfly and how the chrysalis bled. Remember your mother's red dress. Remember your friend who changed her name to Venus. Remember the fat tick and the ankle that fed it. Remember the pit bull who refused to bite. Remember every living thing has a mouth. Remember how hard it is to stand in line. Remember how hard it is to stand in the choir, unable to sing. And remember the salamander in the mud beneath the painted planter, how he couldn't believe we weren't hungry for light. Remember the rusty parking meters aligned like pinheads on a map, like credits scrolling, like a rimmed, delimited, by its frayed edge, rising up the spinal ridge of the continent. Remember the rolling blackouts of rolling fashions, retro fashions. Remember the radioactive isotopes in the rainwater's repetitions. Remember he who fits the bridle holds the reins. Remember how rapid eye movement can be mistaken for dreams. Remember the rip cords of high volume rapid assembly, the rattle Ring, roar, remember off-roading in the powerlands, how the butterflies rocked the weeds, how you prayed the recall was effective, how attempting to revoke the accident's ripple was like trying to revise a rainbow, remember? Should there be illness unattended till the onset of terminal coma, should there be love lost in the sweepstakes? Should mockingbirds unlearn their infinities? Should you slice yourself shaving, open a stain, thaw tender as calves in carlight? save your childhood home from burning? Slum no more to be safe and void, a smokescreen, silver screen, sachet sewn with rose hip and sacrifice. Somewhere, someone, small font and passive voice is stitching a silver heirloom into a hem. She knows few survive the hatch marks of a telescopic lens, smoke in the pines, where pines devour starlets. As the person before you in the supermarket, the laundromat, the post office, stars, they're just like us, opines on the starlets. So many times we've licked our postage. so many times we've folded laundry. We speak of ourselves as though it is our superpower, as somewhere, someone sings the theme song to Jeopardy. As someone across the street mows their lawn in the drizzle, as you struggle to speak of yourself gracefully. Living in the suburbs, you are in danger of slipping, allowing yourself in your most interesting moments, to be people in minutes you've left behind. The times you step from the curb to surrender yourself to the good and tragic. In the suburbs, nothing seems to happen. Nothing confessional lends its story to the air the hum of the dishwasher, the scent of thrift store clothing, the continually looking outwards into a screen or a window and feeling strange. Your circular strolls through the state forest no longer induce in you a sense of longing. You almost wish that you could miss them. So instead of taking a walk or sitting on your porch and staring into the diffuse residue of northern wilderness, You stand at your stereo as a soul record spins. Its sleeve smells of cut grass and rain. There must be a word for the nostalgia you feel for something that never happened. There must be a word for the foreboding you feel when you think back on the past. There must be a word for the gaps in the music, the loud soft, stop and start. It sounds like no other silence except maybe the silence that follows the disappearance of wind chimes from a neighbor's tree, a sound that makes it possible to live, the way a man in a cabin once lived. Connected to something in the earth beneath him. A man, a son of a man who couldn't possibly see missiles in the acorns, who couldn't possibly hear sparrows use code words when they speak. Or interpret the stalks of sumac in a vacant lot as protesters contesting the vacancy. This will be our last poem tonight uh, thank you Christine and Nicole and everyone at the Poetry Project for having us and thanks everyone for coming tonight My sister, my secretary, my Sony, my Steinway. Because I love you, I save you, the best part of the animal. Because I love you, I save you, the best part of the vegetable. Because I love you, I cut you. The biggest slice of pie. The crisp foot of the loaf. Because you love to chew and chew. Because you love me, I save you the magazines. Because you love to clip them, and so do I. Uh, Thanks again. Uh, Gina Gina Abelkop is gonna read next, and I'm so excited to hear her read. Charlie Ra and Sandra's son, on guitars.
0: Hi again. Thank you, Jasmine and, and Charlie and Sandra. And that was really special. And um, I'm really, really proud that that was, that's part of the opening night of the seats for the Friday night series. Um, so the next reader is Gina Abelcopp. I am very happy she's visiting us from Athens, Georgia. In Gina Abelcop's poem, I'm a cassowary, you're a cassowary too, she writes, leave the cassowary alone, leave the megaclawed to its fruits. When I saw it, I nearly died. I looked into its face and died. I looked at the fence and died. As Abel Cop stares into the enormous orange eyes of this endangered bird trapped behind a fence, she is transformed through death. Reading her poetry, I too am transformed viscerally, emotionally. In her newest collection of poems, I Eat Cannibals, published by Coimpress, Press, I think that's how you pronounce it, Death and ugliness swirl around like daydreaming babies in a newborn cosmos. Quote, ugliness is less a virtue and more an unpopular commentary on what is outdated, extinct, end quote. She writes, Abel Cop's poetics radically undresses the body, the Victorian body, her body, my body, the reader's body, as a means of understanding our mercurial existence and reveling in all of its messy and grotesque history. Quote, under your dress, you're creased from where the, crino- the crinoline rubs against you. This is 1951, don't forget, we're in this together. End quote. Abelkopp is the author of I Eat Cannibals, Co-Impress, 2014, and Darling Beastlet's Apostrophe Books, 2012. She currently lives in Athens, Georgia, where she runs the DIY feminist press, Birds of Lace. Please join me in welcoming Gina Abelkopp to the Poetry Project.
2: Thank you so much, Christine. That was really lovely. And thank you so much to Jasmine for performing. Um, It's my first time meeting Jasmine after having been Twitter acquainted through the feminist internet. And um, it was really, really excellent and so good to meet you. And thank you to the Poetry Project for having me. Um, So I am going to start with the opening poem from my new book, I Eat Cannibals. It's a long poem called "I'm a Cassowary." You're a cassowary too. And um, I was at the San Francisco Zoo with a child I was nannying, and the zoo is very depressing to begin with. And then we come upon this animal, and it is like truly a horror show to see because it looks like a mishmashed cartoon dinosaur. And it's behind bars, and it's just very still, and it made me want to die more than anything else in the zoo because it so didn't belong in this world, never mind the world of the zoo. So, um, if you uh, if you remember, you should look up cassowary later or on your phone because they're incredible looking. And this section uh, of the book opens with a quote from Joanna Newsom. Sometimes I can almost feel the power. I'm a cassowary, you're a cassowary too. Leave the cassowary alone. Leave the megaclod to its fruits. When I saw it, I nearly died. I looked into its face and died. I looked at the fence and died. I wanted to reach toward it. Touch charred branches, grew from within it. Lavinia's poorly feigned hands but I had someone else's child to chaperone. He moved on. This was years ago. The cassowary zoo-locked forever, me dying still. What would the cassowary think? Me having done nothing to break it out. The cassowary would be right. I can't live with myself tonight. I left the cassowary behind, never went back it is so terrible to watch someone's brother die on television I have to look away this the ambient mark of terror I left the cassowary and left the world like the redhead in lilies I'm the priest the salacious corset also the redhead an asshole with a riot shield moves toward the cassowary mega claws batter plastic Our era meets a prehistoric long gone other, the cassowary a prisoner of that meeting, a silent film in color. The cassowary walks toward the human, the human backs away. The cassowary continues to move forward towards the human and the sea. Everyone uses their camera. Flickering, the cassowary bends to scratch its blue neck, stops, Cassowary private with your low tones, secret skull growth, spiritually iridescent terror. What do you look like? You look like nothing. Still they like looking at you, the humans do. In what capacity prostrate throating amphibian growls for the watching humans? I too look and hear, unable to stop looking or hearing. I am the bottom of a low slung feeling that middle of the night feeling of needing to climb into a cold body of water. The river. Cassowary glistens on, watching. Cassowary on a stretcher, laid out, jewel-eyed. Cassowary chasing a baby in a pram. Baby waddle, dun-gilded. Hitchcock stocks his blonde with birds. Monocle-forced laser eye. Saddled, over-determined spectator man. Outside my door, sucked onto cement walls, centipedes curl and skirt. Horrible animals they are. It's their legs. The cassowary's monstrous middle claw, singular. I understand that soft alien curve. Luxurious deco doors, imminent enclosure for extant dinosaurs. These women in velvet hats. Me imagining 100 tiny legs between my teeth. Texture of Multitudes. Plain good stalwart woman birth dead children in bedrooms. I read novels in the garden. Separated by centuries, we still cohabitating with that old holdover. The cassowary's long middle claw stuck brightly in our centers, puttying fissures. Mugwort abortion amongst the lilies. Feminism's failure to see the good plain stalwart woman The cassowary would never. Take the women, take the babies. With its big final claw, leave no one behind. Sleeping pills to counteract my nap. In a movie, a snake, but I'm sure I dreamed it. Not yet at the point of in bloom. My hair a mess, my skin a mess. I've no inner light to make its way through in photos, in life. Not yet, not now, not yet 30. Crepuscular taffeta trees. Like Rachel is obsessed with Rococo, I am obsessed with Rachel. And of course, the cassowary, plucked clean. 1 a.m. continues wet. My yellow bed, I get bold right about it. Sour red hair frizzing off my mysterious, unfinished face. If I look as the cassowary has done to me, will I see? The cassowary says in her look, Ugliness is less a virtue, more an unpopular commentary on what is outdated, extinct. Useful only in finding fruit and cracking open eggs full of leopard-spotted children who will grow huge, dangerous feet, sharp middle claws, swinging coral waddles, blue heads, stakes shot into their silky monkey fur. For what I've done, I'm sorry. I do it every day. My apology means little but that I've given it to some world, I don't even say it, I write it here alone. Hiding from rain at 1 a.m. in my yellow blood bed where maybe someone died, stained secondhand mattress, me alive, my dog alive, you cassowary barely extant, Atlantic East Coast drowned, the cassowary lives there in feeling, The cassowary lives wherever we are strange, damp, and unhuman. Television can make me cry. The cassowary can make me cry. Unhuman am I. Yellow blood bed, rotten meat smelling flower. Come in the flies, come in the carnivore. Flesh flies cadaver heaped upon our coral plate. In the cool hall, I don't understand. Covertly take pictures form a new version of the cassowary, or the cassowary's great middle claw, flesh pockmarked paltry. Cassowary, I would look to you, but remember I left you there, alone, fenced in. Everything smelled of celery today, I could not tell you what I dreamed, though I can feel and understand the narrative silently, in memory. One wife is thrown over for another one is younger, but I don't yet believe in being younger. I've only yet been young, 30 years still to come. If I do not die calling the cassowary to come home in me. The Wilma Flintstone bathing suit found in my dream last night. White ruffled necked, too expensive, mass produced in my size. The cassowary gleams on, does not think anything of my dream shopping. The cassowary knows not of shopping, even less of bathing suits, even less of the Flintstones, Pebbles a fashion icon, ponytail so high, leopard prints so abstract, bones so white. I want not to chew on it, but to wear it on my highest head. Like I said, like Pebbles, those cartoon girls, they really showed me how to look. Later, the cassowary shows itself to me and to everyone. No one owns, no one owns the ocean, Kate said. I trust unfathomable love tonight, cassowary. I love you, not only you. Anna Karenina, dark-haired, temporarily abandoned. I enjoy picking slime from crevices. Mine, my dog's, it doesn't matter. Removal of unseen slippery walls clean surfacing body mirror. Energy of coincidence grows ever stronger. I watch Sissy Spacek blue-eyed monotone travails. Why are you always walking ahead of me? Cassowary, I could ask you the same. Hell is full of brunettes with lovelier faces than mine. I'm shallow tonight and often. Sleep through rain, eat bad cake, salt grass, the magic of our terrible, terrible world is that we can eat cucumbers whenever we want. My brother's waxed hairless backs, me plucking away at my face. Cassowary cares not, she's feathered with purpose. The harlot's red car parked across the way, we like her. When doing dishes, I hear the best songs, high to low syncopated dirges for daydreamers. Cassowary, they are songs you'd like. Emily Tethero said, I want him to owe me something. I gift you, cassowary, that something. Cassowary-scented flower, carrion-scented flower beside my bed, all purple and spiky phantom meat. To smell like meat in the thinning morning. That's it, what I want. Cassowary all fresh, unhandsomely free. No, you may not see the horse, you also may not ask about it. What's stronger than you is an ambush of what you once knew. Colliding cassowary in my backyard, my ass more delicate, aqua sea foam green polyester, rhinestone floral scarf in tones of brown, red velvet, men everywhere, Bonnie's toenail moon, Lagunitas, because I love that song. What do you smell like, cassowary? A cow, a horse, fowl, something new or old. I never did get close enough, cassowary. Get close. Get close to me and touch. I sleep too much. I sleep all the time. I eat. I eat fruit too. My dog eats fruit. We all do. Young Edwardians. These youths bawled their way to freedom, produced many wanton chicks, left for the land to founder, still, wholly adamant of their youngness, an Edwardian influence pinning them there, skin carefully sliced and folded over to produce one's own cuff and collar. The land, when long last visited, is only forgiving, gumming its clean mouth like a rolling baby. Um... I live in Athens, Georgia now, but I used to live in Grass Valley, California, which is a small town in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas in Northern California. And I saw more hitchhikers there than I'd ever, ever seen. And they all looked like Charles Manson. And I always wondered who picked them up, but I would drive past them and they would be there and then I would come past again and they would be gone. So somebody was and they were never girls, Manson girls. Who picks them up? Around here, hitchhikers look like Charles Manson. I had my first dream about here, sleeping under a blanket of water, ocean flooded to produce a dead body. I was scared thinking I'd awake with the body atop me, on top of the water. In my green bed, I'm pathetic, trying to understand the automotive industry which high heels to keep, which to sell. Deco lavender suede, an obvious candidate for both. Even my baths are lavender, even my tea. When I see a girl who looks like Charles Manson, but girls never look like that. That outfit is smart because it references Pamela DeBar. I walk like a bent eye. On the road at night, I pass them by soft statues lit artificial, no to wait, solicitous eye passing through with bad face, acrid breath, dead flower smell, dead flower water greening in the vase, purple atop, I give in to my bed, to my dog, licking blood from blue sheets, try to write the dream where I paid in credit at the 1940 store, left with three big hats, baby blue leather shoes, Embarrassed to go home, admitting I'd only traveled back to shop. Truthfully, that is what I'd do. What else would I do? But meet people, feel the difference in the air, shop. There is no such thing as coffee. I drink rose-flavored milk, then go back to coffee, breathe wisteria river air, never burn because the SPF is so good and right. I didn't understand anything in Nicole Kidman's Isabel Archer at 14, but I did feel her feelings, entomb them. It would be romantic to think I foresaw a future in James's full color novel, but I will quit that shit and say later I understood Isabel in fact and form. But if my life were Campion's film, I'd be Shelley Duvall, funny faced, lumpy hat, small dog in tow. Foothill Spring Gene Tierney's face sums it up Some of the best songs are a joke Pop music is for doing drag too. Still, some people don't like it Today's grocery store haul A magazine, bullion Daffodils everywhere Bearded irises oozing upwards Tiny pansies Kitty cat playing loud inside of me A perfect groove I am, in fact, feeling it Foxgloves, violet and peonies, forsythia, tiny, terrible white bells, periwinkle throttling everything. It turns out that 40s men's slacks are the answer, yet they don't belong to me. I live in a little house where it rains outside, doesn't get on to me. I burn candles inside to bring on the night. Nature takes on a Ferris wheel, both win, made more enigmatic by each other. Clara Bow played a shop girl, I am one. There is no romance in jogging up and down stairs for women with faces you can't remember. Women flirt all day in the way they do with each other. It's not sexual, rather convivial, a family in service. An anti-inflammable drowned. A straight novelist and a lesbian novelist write the same novel. What do you know? Stabs at naming result in each child being called it. A detachment from detail in hair and dress. Which one to like better was never the question. In the tub, I'm full of good ideas. Who I'll become in three years' time? What sounds to eject from my midnight paused brain? What animal do I hear outside my window at night? What does it mean when a slug with visible eyes appears in a dream alongside a music video and snakes? I know lots about novels, especially women's novels. In the mountains it really makes sense. Um, I, I sit in no sour light. I can be a good woman Venerable, esteemed good women, tell me how it is to be good. Your gutsy wealth of love, slobbery all over lips of tubs, smell clean, all of that. Swung lurid as titties over shoulder, I'm not bad. Good women of wide love and baffling extension, your eye please. An omen. I can't eat, I don't eat. The power in the radical sky has brought me down. Everyone's really excited about Twin Peaks coming back and I have the extremely unpopular opinion of thinking it's possibly like the most fucked up misogynist show I've ever seen, like showing a beautiful dead woman constantly over and over. Like, isn't it pretty? It's not pretty, I hate it so much. It fills me with rage, so don't talk to me about it. This is called Fuck Twin Peaks. I will blow brains, blow brains, blow brains. When this face will be beautiful is when I've blown brains forever and then stopped dead. But I love life, I get to be in it. From somewhere else in the world, I am living. And I'm gonna read one more poem that's newer. I had a desk job that I hated, and the only thing that brought me any joy during my eight-hour workday, even though I know it's evil for artists, is Spotify and pop music on Spotify, specifically Charlie XCX's record, True Romance, which I discovered um, during my my tenure at this desk job. So this poem is for her. And it's called Work N.O., which is a tribute to a Bow Wow Wow song. Um, Work N.O. It's the cold dead office waiting room, Charlie. It's my feet in wet socks beneath the desk and my upbraided overseer one cube over. It's this privileged hardship, a country of boredom, a week at a time. On weekends, I'm supposed to pull weeds. I almost hate everyone here and the whole world. When I leave, I come down, come down, come down from it, push away, push away from it, hold my life hard and suffocating to my chest on weekends and evenings. Music helps, it does, Charlie. It's why I write this poem to you and for you. I meant to answer phone calls, Charlie, but they only come twice daily, mostly solicitors, and it is hard. It is hard, Charlie, not to be cruel. This work makes me mean and cruel. Even knowing someone at the other end is being made cruel and mean too by the same strangling unnatural wires. I need a little hope, Charlie. I need a little pop and that's where you come in with your pink, black, gold sonic life raft. Lorraine is dead, Lorraine is dead. The news makes me feel something. Some dishonorable grief I have no right to. Lorraine, I hope if you are not unexisting you are soft and happy in the afterlife. Lorraine had or was thought to have had the dream job and it wasn't enough, Charlie. So what will ever be enough for me? What will I do here? Where will I go to every day to make only a little bit of money to buy myself books, dresses, and classes? to get myself away, only to come back because I want more books, dresses, and classes. Now I'm tired, Charlie, and it's only your nuclear season that's keeping me awake, alive, and wanting. Thank you.
0: The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org.